Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. It's the How to Sleep Podcast. I'm Mike Schaefer, I'm your host, and it's uh, it's the day after daylight savings time. We, we fell back an hour. Um, sitting here trying to figure out uh, what, to, what to share with everyone this, this fine Sunday morning. It's uh, chillier in Georgia, 50 degrees, which is chilly for us, by the way. And, you know, I got to thinking and asking myself, you know, where did daylight savings come from? Why do we do it? I know some of the backstory with Benjamin Franklin, um, but I wanted to dig a bit further into it and figure it out. Why not learn while I'm sharing with you all uh, some facts about daylight savings time and then um, also tips to adjust to it? Uh, You know, um, I... Well, pre pre COVID, pre pandemic, I traveled quite a bit for work um, internationally with a lot of different time changes. So I've had to deal with a lot of different sleep cycles um, and adjusting, and it's, it can be difficult um, when you're traveling to time zone six, seven, eight hours uh, away, and and it takes some adjusting. And then even an hour can throw your schedule off. Um, I know it did uh, for me. I woke up at 4.30, wide awake this morning, wondering what was going on. Um, and there it was, daylight savings. Did get back to sleep, fortunately, but uh, still threw me off for a little bit. Um, and, you know, as I was reading through these tips to help your body adjust, which we'll get to a little bit later in the episode after, you know, the, the history of daylight savings time, which is pretty interesting and I think useful to know. Um, on the, I think it's useful to know the why behind a lot of things, especially notably daylight savings here. Um, as I read the tips to help your body adjust, uh, you know, they definitely apply to time changes, but they apply to sleep in general. And as this is a podcast designed to help people sleep, help you learn, but also help you sleep, um, you know, it's cool. It's interesting. We could go into a much, much deeper dive into tips on how to sleep. This is pretty surface level, but I think it's still going to be pretty helpful. Um, if you think it would be helpful to, to learn more how to, um, how to have a good sleep schedule, I guess. Um, we can definitely do that in the future. Um, as I m- mention it and think of it, there is a previous episode on some some breathing exercises I used to do to help myself sleep. So you can look back. I forget the exact title there. I'll have to go back and look, but you can scroll through. And there's some, in addition to many other interesting how to uh, how to sleep episodes. The one on uh, breathing exercises to help sleep is pretty interesting uh, as well. But that's all neither here nor there. As they say, what we're going to do today on this fine, as I said, fine Sunday morning is, uh, as I record it, it could be any day when you listen to this. Someone in the future, two, three, five years from now, could stumble upon this and wonder, what was that guy doing that Sunday morning reading information on daylight savings time? But uh, you're here to listen about daylight savings time, so 
why don't we, we get into it? We have a couple articles today, one main one on on uh, the history of it. And I, I went back to LiveScience.com, and uh, they have some pretty um, helpful and useful um, information on daylight savings. So I'm going to read from their article, and then we'll get into some tips on, on how to adjust if you're struggling. Um I'm not struggling yet. I have a feeling around noon or so, uh, maybe right before NFL kicks off, I might struggle a little bit, in which case maybe a 20-minute power nap is in order, but we'll get to that in the tips section, the tips article later. So to kick us off, um, LiveScience.com is a, a great article published a day ago, so about as recent as you can get. Uh, daylight savings, and again, the um, before I start reading the link, there is in the show notes if you want to follow along as well. But uh, daylight savings time 2020: When we change our clocks and why. By Gina Reiner, the Live Science editor in chief, published a day ago. Let's get into it. On Sunday, November 1st, most Americans will push their clocks back an hour as daylight savings time, sometimes erroneously called daylight savings time, um, as I've <laughs> I've been saying this whole time. Uh, let's, let's go back as daylight saving time, sometimes erroneously called daylight savings time, uh, comes to an end. In March 2021, daylight saving time will begin again, and we'll set our clocks forward by an hour in those regions they observe, or that observe DST. These fall and spring clock changes continue a long tradition started by Benjamin Franklin to conserve energy. Here's a look at when daylight saving time starts and ends during the year, its history, why we have it now, and some myths and interesting facts about the time change. And if you're reading the uh, reading along, or if you you click the show notes, um, they have a, a few related articles: um, five weird effects of daylight saving time, five crazy chapters in the history of daylight saving time. Um, tells us whether or not pets are affected by it, um, why it starts at 2 a.m. So some interesting articles um, if you want to dig a little bit deeper than what we're going to do here today. Continuing on. When does daylight saving time start and end? Historically, daylight saving time, DST, has begun in the summer months and ended right before winter, though the dates have changed over time as the U.S. government has passed new uh, statutes, according to the U.S. Naval Observatory, USNO. Starting in 2007, DST begins in the United States on the second Sunday in March when people move their clocks forward an hour at 2 a.m. local standard time. So at 2 a.m. on that day, the clocks will then read 3 a.m. local daylight time. Daylight saving time then ends on the first Sunday in November when clocks are moved back an hour at 2 a.m. local daylight time. So they will then read 1 a.m. local standard time. In 2020, DST will begin on March 8th and ends on November 1st in the U.S., when you'll set the clock back an hour and the cycle will begin again. Daylight saving time in the U.S. will begin again on March 14th, 2021, according to timeanddate.com. 
How did daylight saving time start? Benjamin Franklin takes the honor, or the blame, depending on your view of the time changes, for coming up with the idea to reset clocks in the summer months as a way to conserve energy, according to David Perrow, there you go, author of uh, Seize the Daylight, the curious and contentious story of daylight saving time. By moving clocks forward, people could take advantage of the extra evening daylight rather than wasting energy on lighting. At the time, Franklin was ambassador to Paris, and so wrote a witty letter to the Journal of Paris in 1784, rejoicing over his discovery that the sun provides light as soon as it rises. Even so, DST didn't officially begin until more than a century later. Germany established DST in May 1916 as a way to conserve fuel during World War I. The rest of Europe came on board shortly thereafter. And in 1918, the United States adopted daylight saving time. Though President Woodrow Wilson wanted to keep daylight saving time after World War I ended, the country was mostly rural at the time, and farmers objected, partly because it would mean they lost an hour of morning light. It's a myth that DST was instituted to help farmers. And so daylight saving time was abolished until the next war brought it back into vogue. At the start of World War II, on February 9, 1942, President Franklin Roosevelt reestablished daylight saving time year-round, calling it, quote, wartime. After the war, a free-for-all system in which U.S. states and towns were given the choice of whether or not to observe DST led to chaos. And in 1966, to tame such Wild West mayhem, Congress enacted the Uniform Time Act. That federal law meant that any state observing DST, and they didn't have to jump on the DST bandwagon, had to follow a uniform protocol throughout the state in which daylight saving time would begin on the first Sunday of April and end on the last Sunday of October. Then, in 2007, the Energy Policy Act of 2005 went into effect, expanding the length of daylight saving time to the present timing. Why do we still have daylight saving time? Fewer than 40% of the world's countries observe daylight saving time, according to timeanddate.com. However, those who do observe DST take advantage of the natural daylight in the summer evenings. That's because the days start to get longer as Earth moves from the winter season to spring and summer, with the longest day of the year on the summer solstice. During the summer season in each hemisphere, Earth, which revolves around its axis at an angle, is tilted directly toward the sun. Regions farthest away from the equator and closer to the poles get the most benefit from the DST clock change because there is a more dramatic change in sunlight throughout the seasons. Research has also suggested that with more daylight in the evenings, there are fewer traffic accidents as there are fewer cars on the road when it's dark outside. More daylight also could mean more outdoor exercise, or exercise at all, for full-time workers. Energy savings. The nominal reason for daylight saving time has long been to save energy. The time change was first instituted in the United States during World War I, and then reinstituted again during World War II as a part of the war effort. 
During the Arab uh, Arab oil embargo, when Arab members of the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, stopped selling petroleum to the United States, Congress even uh, enacted a trial period of year-round daylight saving time in an attempt to save energy. But the evidence for energy savings is slim. Brighter evenings may save on electric lighting, said Stanton Hadley, a senior researcher at Oak Ridge National Laboratory, who helped prepare a report to Congress on extended daylight saving time in 2007. But lights have become increasingly efficient, Hadley said, so lighting is responsible for a smaller chunk of total energy consumption than it was a few decades ago. Heating and cooling probably matter more, and some places may need air conditioning for the longer, hotter evenings of summer daylight saving time. Hadley and his colleagues found that the four weeks of extra daylight saving time that went into effect in the United States in 2007 did save some energy, about half of a percent of what would have otherwise been used on each of those days. However, Hadley said, the effect of the entire months-long stretch of daylight saving could very well have the opposite effect. A 1998 study in Indiana, before and after implementation of daylight saving time in some counties, found a small increase in residential energy usage. Temporary changes in Australia's daylight saving time, uh, timing for the Summer Olympics of 2000, also failed to save any energy, a, 2000 study, a 2007 study found. Part of the trouble with estimating the effect of daylight saving time on energy consumption is that there are so few changes to the policy, making before and after comparisons tricky, Hadley told Live Science. The 2007 extension of daylight saving time allowed for a before and after comparison of only a few weeks' time. The changes in Indiana and Australia were geographically limited. Ultimately, Hadley said, the energy question probably isn't the real reason the United States sticks with daylight saving time anyway. Quote, in the vast scheme of things, the energy saving is not the big driver, he said. It's people wanting to take advantage of that light time in the evening. Who observes daylight saving time? And who doesn't? Most of the United States and Canada observe DST on the same dates, with a few exceptions. Hawaii and Arizona are the two U.S. states that don't observe daylight saving time, though Navajo Nation uh, in northeastern Arizona does follow DST according to NASA. And every year there are bills put forth to get rid of DST in various states, as not everyone is keen on turning their clocks forward an hour. In 2018, Florida's Senate and House passed legislation called the Sunshine Protection Act. Um, there's a link to a PDF of the legislation um, that would ask the U.S. Congress to exempt the state from the federal 1966 Uniform Time Act. If approved, Florida would remain in DST year-round. In order to allow Florida's year-round DST, however, the U.S. Congress would have to amend the Uniform Time Act uh, to authorize states this allowance, according to the New York Times. Congress has yet to approve the legislation, the South Florida Sun Sentinel reported. In the fall of 2018, California voted in favor of Proposition 7 that would attempt to repeal the annual clock changes. Next, the state legislator needs to vote on the proposition, followed by the Congress, according to an article in Vox. 
However, none of that happened because the federal government didn't approve the time change, San Diego's uh, CBS 8 reported. Other states have also proposed exemptions from the Federal Time Act. For instance, Senator Ryan Osmondson, Republican from Buffalo, introduced Senate Bill 206 into the Senate State Administration Committee in February 2017, which would exempt Montana from daylight saving time, keeping the state on standard time year-round, according to the bill. Three bills put forth in 2017 in Texas aim to abolish DST for good. House Bill 2400, Senate Bill 238, and House Bill 95, according to the broadcast company KXAN. Nebraskans may be off the hook for clock changes as well. In January 2017, State Senator Lydia Brash, a Republican of Bancroft, proposed a bill called LB309 to eliminate daylight saving time in the state, according to the bill. Some regions of British Columbia and Saskatchewan don't change their clocks. These include the following areas in British Columbia. Charlie Lake, Crest, or Creston, East Kootenays, Dawson Creek, Fort St. John, and Taylor. In Saskatchewan, only Creighton and Denaire Beach observe DST, according to NASA. Most of Europe currently observes daylight saving time, called summertime, which begins at 1 a.m. GMT on the last Sunday in March and ends wintertime at 1 a.m. GMT on the last Sunday in October. However, even the European Union may propose an end to clock changes, as a recent poll found that 84% of 4.6 million people surveyed so they wanted to nix them, the Wall Street Journal reported. If the lawmakers and member, state, or member states agree, the EU members could decide to keep the EU in summertime or wintertime, according to the WSJ. The United Kingdom moved their clocks forward on March 29, 2020, and back again to standard time on October 15, according to the UK government. The DST-observing countries in the Southern Hemisphere, in Australia, New Zealand, South America, and Southern Africa, set their clocks forward an hour sometime during September through November and moved them back to standard time during the March-April time frame. Australia, being such a big country, the sixth largest in the world, doesn't follow DST uniformly. New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, Tasmania, and the Australian Capital Territory follow daylight saving, while Queensland, the Northern Territory, Western Australia, do not, according to the Australian government. Clocks in the observing areas spring forward an hour at 2 a.m. local time on the first Sunday in October and push back an hour at 3 a.m. local daylight time on the first Sunday in April. Russia instituted year-round daylight saving time in 2011, or permanent summertime, which seemed dandy at first. But in the depths of winter, sunrise occurred at 10 a.m. in Moscow and 11 a.m. in St. Petersburg, said David Perrault, author of Seize the Daylight, the curious and contentious story of daylight saving time. This meant Russians had to start their days in the cold, pitch dark. The permanent summer is coming to an end, however, as now Russian President Vladimir Putin um, has abolished DST in 2014, according to BBC News. As such, the country will remain in wintertime forever, or until another law is passed.
myths and interesting facts. Turns out people tend to have more heart attacks on the Monday following the spring forward switch to daylight saving time. Researchers reporting in 2014 in the journal Open Heart found that heart attacks increased 24% on that Monday compared with the daily average number for the week surrounding the start of DST. Before the Uniform Time Act was passed in the United States, there was a period in which any place could or could not observe DST, leading to chaos. For instance, if one took a 35-mile bus ride from Moundsville, West Virginia, to Steubenville, Ohio, he or she would pass through no fewer than seven time changes, according to Perrault. At some point, Minneapolis and St. Paul were on different clocks. A study published in 2009 in the Journal of Applied Psychology showed that during the week following the spring forward into DST, mine workers got 40 minutes less sleep and had 5.7% more workplace injuries than they did during any other days of the year. Pets notice the time change as well. Since humans set the routines for their fluffy loved ones, dogs and cats living indoors and even cows are disrupted when, say, you bring their food an hour late or come to milk them later than usual, according to Allison Holdus Small, a research assistant at CSIRO Livestock Industries, an Australia-based research and development organization. Finally, the fact that the time changes at 2 a.m., at least in the U.S., may have to do with practicality. For instance, it's late enough that most people are home from outings, and setting the clock back an hour won't switch the date to yesterday. In addition, it's early enough not to affect early shift workers and early churchgoers, according to the web exhibits and online museum. All right. Thank you, Live Science. Again, Gina Briner, their editor-in-chief, published that yesterday. Uh, very informative. Really liked it. Hope you guys did too. A few things to learn about why we do it. Ask yourself, do you like it? Do you prefer not having a time change? Um, if you're in a listening in a time uh, a country where you don't have a time time uh, time change switch, I should say. Um, if you're in a country where you got the switch, do you like it? Do you not? Um, do you like it in the fall when you get the extra hour, and not in the spring when you lose an hour? That's me. I'm in that category. I like the extra hour of sleep, um, and I don't have too much trouble adjusting. Um, so, food for thought uh, for those of us, uh, those of us, however, who are having some time um, and struggle, uh, a tough time and struggle adjusting. The next article, we'll get into that a little bit more, and it's a little bit of the why behind that as well. How um, you know a time change can uh, upend and, and mess with our, our, our sleep patterns and our, our rhythms uh, just as humans and then a couple tips as well on, on how to deal with it um, so let's get into that so our second article is going to be coming from the sleepfoundation.org um, I think it's important just to, to get healthy sleep and this is on circadian rhythm and how daylight saving time impacts it published uh, October 27, 2020, written by uh, Danielle Pachicho, and it was medically reviewed by Dr. Anus uh, Raymond. 
So daylight saving time, DST, is the yearly practice of setting clocks forward one hour between the months of March and November. The idea behind DST is to conserve or save natural light since spring, summer, and early fall days typically get dark later in the evening compared to late fall and winter days. The non-DST period between November and March is known as standard time. The United States has officially observed DST since 1966. We set our clocks forward one hour at 2 a.m. on the second Sunday in March, resulting in one less hour of sleep that night. Then at 2 a.m. on the first Sunday in November, we set our clocks back one hour. DST is often referred to as spring forward, fall backward, because of when these time changes occur. Adjusting the time by one hour may not seem like too drastic a change, but sleep experts have noted troubling trends that occur during the transition between DST and standard time. These include upticks in heart problems, mood disorders, and motor vehicle collisions. Furthermore, DST can cause sleep problems if circadian rhythms are not aligned with natural cycles of light and darkness. Some people also experience insomnia symptoms due to time changes. How does daylight saving time affect sleep? Humans and other mammals are guided by circadian rhythms, which are 24-hour cycles that regulate sleep, and other key bodily functions such as appetite and mood. These rhythms are largely dependent on light exposure. In order to reset each day, they must be synchronized with natural light-darkness cycles in order to ensure healthy, high-quality sleep. The transition between DST and standard time is characterized by more, uh, more morning darkness and evening light. This can essentially delay your sleep-wake cycle, making you feel tired in the morning and alert in the evening. Circadian misalignment can contribute to sleep loss as well as sleep debt, which refers to the cumulative effect of not getting enough sleep on a regular basis. Humans are most vulnerable to sleep deprivation in early March, as they transition from standard time to DST. One study found that the average person receives 40 minutes less sleep on the Monday after springing forward compared to other nights of the year. Researchers have also noted negative effects that occur during the transition from DST to standard time in November. In addition to sleep loss, people are at greater risk of mood disturbance, suicide, and being involved in traffic accidents during both biannual transition periods. However, experts suggest that long-term, there is a reduction of accidents as more people drive home from work and daylight. While many people adapt to time changes, some studies have suggested the human body never fully acclimates to DST. Rather, their circadian misalignment may become a chronic or permanent condition. This can lead to more serious health problems, especially for those who experience social jet lag because their demands at work or school take precedence over a full night's sleep. Social jet lag has been linked to a higher risk of obesity, depression, and cardiovascular disease. The effects of DST subside gradually after a few weeks. DST is associated with many negative outcomes and risk factors that some experts advocate for abandoning the system altogether in favor of a year-round time. They argue a permanent standard time is more in line with human circadian rhythms, and that this schedule would carry benefits for public health and safety. On the side of the argument, people in favor of DST argue that at least 70 countries around the world observe DST as it decreases energy consumption, reduces costs, and protects the environment. 
There is also evidence that crime rates decrease with the use of DST due to the lack of dark hours. Arizona, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands do not practice DST, and in 2020, 32 other states have pursued legislation to adopt DST as the permanent year-round time. Daylight Saving Time Sleep Tips In the days and weeks leading up to time changes, you can prepare yourself for the adjustment by taking the following precautions. Practice good sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene refers to practices that can influence sleep for better or worse. In order to ease the transition of the time change, you should avoid caffeine up to four hours before bedtime. Also refrain from consuming alcohol before bed. While drinking can cause you to feel sleepy initially, alcohol also causes sleep disruptions and leads to poor sleep quality. Heavy dinners and snacks before bedtime can also negatively affect how well you sleep that night. Establish a consistent sleep routine. Going to bed and waking up at the same time each day, including the weekends, is a healthy sleep hygiene practice that can also prepare you for time changes. Make sure you get at least seven hours of sleep each night before and after transitioning to or from DST. Gradually alter your bedtime. Two to three days before the transition between Standard Time and DST in early March, sleep experts recommend waking up 15 to 20 minutes earlier than usual. Then, on the Saturday before the time change, set your time clock back an additional 15 to 20 minutes. Adjusting your wake-up time can help the body make a smoother transition when the time change occurs. Spend time outdoors. Since natural light is a driving force behind our circadian rhythms, exposure to sunlight can alleviate feelings of tiredness during the day that often accompany time changes. Spending time outside during the day also suppresses the production of melatonin, a hormone released in the evening to help you feel tired and ready for bed. Finally, nap in moderation. People who experience sleep debt as a result of DST may find some relief by taking short naps during the day. These naps should never exceed 20 minutes in length. Otherwise, you may wake up feeling groggy. Rather than adjusting your wake-up time on Sunday morning immediately following the time change, consider a nap that afternoon instead. All right. Sleepfoundation.org. Thank you, Danielle Pachicho. Pachico, sorry, thank you. Um, some tips for, you know, I, you know, learning more about your your body cycle and your rhythms if you're not thinking about that. And then, I think, like I said, you know, this is particularly helpful during time changes, but really, it's also helpful um, just in general. These tips for sleep, um, you know, everyone, um, I think, approaches sleep slightly differently. But, you know, for, for me, trying to think, I don't have caffeine. I have to stop drinking caffeine um, um, far, far before bedtime by noon or one o'clock, um, three or four at the latest for me. Um, exercise isn't listed here, although time outdoors could be part of that. But getting some exercise is always a good thing for me. And I think the consistency of the sleep is important. And um, yeah. The napping, the, the short naps, the nap in moderation tip, I cannot second enough. I, as a younger man, 
uh, love to take uh, very long naps uh, during the day, especially on the weekends, um, being up late uh, on the weekends the night before. And those long naps definitely, uh, they didn't actually help sleeping at night, just messed up my rhythm. So the nice, as they say, a nice short power, power nap can refill you and still allow you to sleep later in the day. That works for me. Um, but uh, I think these are a good starting point. There are definitely much uh, more in-depth articles on, on tips for, for sleep, but I think that's a different podcast, isn't it? This one's on daylight saving time. So um, hope this was helpful. You learned a little bit about why we do it, um, uh, why, why we don't do it, too, in some cases. We being countries all over the world and um, in certain countries, different areas of those countries, different states in America. You heard about Australia. They break it up, too. So um, it's not uniform by any means, but still widely used around the world. Um, so hope this helps. Um, hopefully you can sleep. Hopefully it's not uh, interrupting your schedule too much and you can get asleep. Maybe it's perfect for a little nap if you're listening to this today or any time for that matter. So um, thank you so much for checking in. So how to sleep podcast. That's uh, that's all I have for today's episode. Um, as always, reminders on ways to get in touch with the show. We're on social media, Instagram and uh, Facebook, how to sleep podcast. You can find us there. Uh, also, you can email us at gmail.com, honestly podcast at gmail.com and uh, um, reach out. And then, you know, wherever you listen to the show, subscribe, review, let us know how it's going, how you're liking it and, uh, and share, spread the wealth. If it's working, if it's interesting, if it's helping you sleep, hopefully others can benefit as well. Other than that, that's all I have. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, we will talk to you all soon.